0: I've officially done it. I've moved Oklahoma State in front of Iowa State and potentially in front of Kansas as far as teams I would want to come to the Big Ten if it came to expansion. Find out why coming up next. Locked on Golden Gophers, your daily podcast on the Minnesota Golden Gophers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You're listening to the Locked On Golden Gophers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm host Kane Robb, host of the podcast, former collegiate football video coordinator and recruiting assistant, here to talk gophers with you each and every day of the week. Tune in every day, y'all, every single day. Hit subscribe, hit the bell to get notifications when the pod drops. In fact, I dropped the podcast at 3 a.m. every single day. So if you really want to tune in, 3 a.m. is when it hits, 3 a.m. Central Time. Now, I don't imagine most people will be up by then, but know that it is going to be in and updated for you each and every day when you wake up bright and early. So hit subscribe. Hit follow on anywhere you get your podcast: Spotify, Apple Pods, iTunes, Stitcher, you name it. Be sure to follow Locked On Golden Gophers. We're building this thing up from the ground up. Here we go. Let's jump in, folks. We've been talking for the last two days now. This is part three of this series and the final part of this series. We've been talking about my personal top five schools that I would want to be added if we were to expand. Now, Number one was Notre Dame, number two was Kansas, and number three was Iowa State. We've talked about those in the last two days of episodes. So if you haven't caught those yet, feel free to go listen, get a part of it, get caught up and come back or listen to four and five now and then go back and listen. But today's is Oklahoma State and my order is all screwed up because Oklahoma State needs to move up. So let's jump into why. Looking at football right away, I don't care what anybody else says. I don't care. Oklahoma State is a high tier program. They aren't quite up there with Ohio State, Alabama, Georgia, Notre Dame, schools of that ilk, but they're a high tier. They're right behind that definitely in the next tier down. I am more than confident when I am saying that. Some people might roll their eyes. If you're rolling your eyes, just wait. Wait what I have in store for you. You see, OK State, is right in there with Oregon, with Utah, with Texas, with OU, with Wisconsin, with Michigan. They're right there, folks. They're right in that tier. Their success is so impressive. And I never really, I guess, OK State, in both football and basketball, they're quietly good. They've, They've shaken some success. They've made some noise here and there. But they're quietly good and consistent. You see, Oklahoma State hasn't had a losing season since 2005. Yeah, I said that right. You heard me correctly. They haven't had a losing season since 2005. That is consistent success. That's over 15 years of no losing seasons, not a single one. They have had three total losing seasons in the new millennium. And that happened in 2000, 2001, and 2005. They've had three seasons in 21, 22 seasons of football that have been under 500. That's consistency at its finest, folks. I don't know what more you can ask for when it comes to that. They're consistent, consistent, consistent. And you know what? not only are they consistent, but they're regularly good. Good to really good. In fact, since 2010, the Pokes have appeared in the Cotton Bowl in 2010, the Fiesta Bowl in 2012, the Cotton Bowl again in 2014, the Sugar Bowl in 2016, and the Fiesta Bowl again in 2022. Those are all major, major bowl games. That is Five major bowl games I just listed off for you right there, since 2010. The Oklahoma State Cowboys, on top of that, have also ranked in the AP Top 10 in 10 seasons since 2008. They've been in the Top 10 10 different seasons since 2008. That is success at its finest. That's what we're looking for when we're looking to expand, when we're looking to add a team to Big Ten and give us prestige, give us that reputation, give us a boost. Continue to build as opposed to adding mediocrity instead of adding a middling team. Oklahoma State is exactly what we should be looking for. Now, let's let's keep it in the time frame that we have been working with over these last two episodes, and I had been mentioning from 2016 until this present season. So keeping it in that same time frame that we've looked at for all the other schools, they've had three double-digit wins since 2016. So those six seasons, half of them have been double-digit win seasons. All of them above 500, and half of them double-digit wins. Top of that, since 2016, they've had an overall record of 55 and 22. 55 and 22 would put them right there at third in the conference over that time span. Ohio State is still number one by a healthy margin. Wisconsin would finish in number two with the exact same amount of wins and two less losses. So then that puts them at third behind Ohio State in Wisconsin since 2016. And they would be right ahead of Penn State. I mean, their head coach, Mike Gundy, is legit. When he took over as the head coach on January 3rd of 2005, the Oklahoma State football team had an all-time record of 473 496 and 48. That's a 48.9% win rate. Since he's taken over with him at the helm and him coaching, they have won 149 games and lost 69. That's a 68.3% winning percentage. He added 20 percentage points to what they were previously seeing before that. That is exactly what we want when we're talking about expanding to this conference. On top of that, Oklahoma State had 16 bowl appearances in its 104 years. They only had 16 bowl appearances. 104 years when you're talking about before Coach Gundy. But with him as the head coach, the Cowboys have made it to 16 bowl appearances in his 17 years. He's already tied, what they had prior to him. In 17 years, he's already got 16. The only year he didn't make a bowl game was his first season. It speaks for itself, folks. Oklahoma State is legit. And the more that I looked into Oklahoma State, the more I want to move them up on my preferred list. So we're doing it. We're doing it here, live on the show, that Oklahoma State is officially my number three. And you know what? If we had percentage points, they would be maybe one point, maybe one point, possibly two. Two tops behind Kansas. That is how much I think Oklahoma State is good and a good fit for for this expansion simulation we're going through. Now, that isn't even brought up the basketball program. Now, the basketball program has had success as well. Most fans really only took notice of Oklahoma State about a year and a half ago when Cade Cunningham was on the team and they went 21-9. But Oklahoma State basketball has found success much more than what we give them credit for. In fact, yes, they've had some meh years like most programs do, But since 2016, they have had three seasons with over 20 wins and one season with 18 wins. You can't hate on that. That is basketball consistency. Now, the thing that they have churned out the most, they've churned out NBA players. And the thing that is great about not only the NBA players that they've churned out, but what they do as a program is they are absolutely gritty. They have a toughness about them. And that is exactly, exactly what Big Ten basketball is all about. Tough, hard-nosed, grimy games. That is Big Ten basketball at its finest. You know it, I know it. That is what Oklahoma State is when it comes to both football and basketball. They literally, they're right there as far as, they, they scream Big Ten team. So I would, I would be more than happy. Now let's talk about some of the NBA players that they've churned out. They've been doing it for decades. John Starks, Desmond Mason, Tony Allen, Marcus Smart, Defensive Player of the Year this year. Cade Cunningham, number one pick last year, was heavily in the contention for Rookie of the Year. They've been turning out talent and people just don't notice. It's quiet. It's subtle, silent but deadly. That is the perfect summation of Oklahoma State. Silent but deadly. And I think they would be continue that trend in the Big Ten. I'm super, I'm drawn to Oklahoma State. And if they were to join this conference, and I think you should be too. If we are to expand, let's push for them. Okay, State brings grit, consistency, toughness, and researching them further has made it, it's made me legitimately want this to happen, want them to be a part of the Big Ten, because that would just lift the caliber of our conference. And that is exactly what you want to look for when you're talking about expansion. Now we're going to move on to my fifth and final team coming up next, and that will be Virginia. But before we jump to them, talk about our friends at Built Bar. And folks, I want you to know that I'm not just out here spewing about Built Bar because I'm told to or anything like that. I truly like the product. I truly have the product. I'm not lying to you about it. I have my peanut butter brownie Built Bar right here, the one I tell you about so much. In fact, I just ordered a box Of their granola bars as well because they're back in stock that's right you heard it here first the granola bars are back in stock at built bar they were so popular they were sold out for a couple months they're back now time to get over there time to get it in the shopping cart right now i got the white chocolate berry granola bar it's covered in white chocolate granola and has berry berry Bits inside of it. I am stoked. They also have Crunch for a granola bar. I mean, head on over to Built.com. Look at the flavor that sounds best to you, and know that you're getting power-packed protein. You're getting low amount of calories, low grams of sugar. What more can you ask for? So go give it a try. Head on over to Built.com and use promo code Locked15 for 15% off your order. Again, use promo code Locked1515 for 15% off your order at build.com. Now, I just want to go, I want to thank you for making Locked On Golden Gophers your first listen. I am having a blast doing this podcast, and I can't wait to see what we're going to do next with this thing. I can't wait to have an official season with you, the Gophers fans. Some of the best fans in college sports, but some of the most underrated fans in college sports. So make sure you tell your coworker, tell your wife, tell your husband, tell your significant other, tell your boss, tell a person you see in the grocery store wearing that gopher cap. Tell them about the podcast. Let's build this thing up. Let's have some fun with it. Let's get interactive. Let's build the community because Gophers fans are absolutely some of the best fans in the nation. Now, let's wrap this up. We're talking our fifth school of who we would like if the conference was to expand. This is my number five school. And you know what? I'm still trying to convince myself that I am okay with this program if they were to come to the Big Ten. Now, there is some positives to it. And the school is Virginia, if you didn't catch that before. There's some positives, but the best attribute they actually bring to the conference, I believe, is that they the it's it's off the field, it's off the court, it's off whatever sport you're talking about. But it is the academic prestige that they would bring if they came to the Big 10 because the Big 10 has that public Ivy League standard that they're really shooting for of having top-tier education and top-tier programs that you can boast about, that you can feel proud of. And the quality of education at a public level can rival those of private Ivies. That's what they're going for. And Virginia, added to that, added to the Big Ten, would jump right on board with that. Now, let's jump into the sports side of it. First of all, the best part on the sports side of it, contrib- contributions wise, would absolutely be basketball. Their basketball success is next level. I'm not going to lie to you about that. The basketball program is fantastic and it probably doesn't get enough love and credit if I'm being honest with you. The basketball program hasn't had a losing season since 2009 when they were 15 and 16. And that's just barely a losing season. Now, 2010, they were 17 and 15. So you're thinking to yourself, okay, this doesn't sound that great. What are you talking about? Kane, I mean, 17 and 15 and 15 and 16. Woo, great basketball team. No every year since then starting in 2011 until today present 2022 they have had 20 plus wins every single year after that in fact they've had over they've had four seasons one was just under at 29 but they've had four full seasons in which they've won 30 games or more that is great basketball folks great basketball. They have they play in a conference with Duke. They play in a conference with North Carolina, and they've taken them down multiple times. Duke, I remember multiple games where Duke has blown it to Virginia, including the year when they had Zion, Cam Reddish, Trey Jones, RJ Barrett. They blew it to Virginia. I remember that loss. So, I mean, Virginia has a great basketball team. That's just me jumping on the basics of it. Tony Bennett is one of the best coaches in college basketball right now. And in fact, he is my favorite active coach in college basketball. He doesn't get enough love for the work that he does for the defensive stalwart that he continuously has at Virginia. But if you don't buy what I'm saying, oh, Tony Bennett can't be that great. 12 seasons, he's 295 and 103. That's a seventy four point one win percentage, seventy four point one. Great coach, and they've had the success. Twenty nineteen, the team went thirty five and three, a program best, and won a national championship, right here in Minnesota. Their success, it's it's all there. But the thing that you love the most when it comes to this basketball team, is. It fits the Big Ten style, and that was the trend with these final two teams, is that especially on the basketball, football as well for OK State, but especially basketball for both of these programs, it's Big Ten style ball. It's that hard-nosed, defensive, low-scoring, system-running, they would would be a rock-solid fit for Big Ten. Those 63 to 60 scrap fights. That's the type of hard-nosed basketball Virginia is all about. They've they've also churned out NBA talent, just like Oklahoma State. Mike Mike Scott, Joe Harris, that lethal shooter from three-pointer. Justin Anderson, defensive dog in the NBA. Malcolm Brogdon, who had great success with Milwaukee, has had spotty success with the Pacers. DeAndre Hunter with the Hawks. And the list goes on. They've had NBA guys. They continue to spin them out there. And they would also likely be a top three basketball team in the Big Ten year in and year out. So, yes, basketball, academic prestige sounds great. But the downfall is football. This is the area that most fans, including myself, would hesitate to want Virginia to be a part. The football team would still be lower to maybe middle of the pack at best. Think of like a Maryland or an Indiana. That's about the tier of football program. You're going to see what we've seen from those programs as of late. That's what you'd see from Virginia at best. Some success, but not enough to consider them a contender of any sort. Now, since 2016, their record is 36-38. and which would put them under Michigan State and under Northwestern in that 2016 to current that we've been looking at across all of these schools. So they would be about team 10 in the Big Ten. If this was now a conference of 16, they would be team 10 or 11. It's just not something that's super great or anything to tip your hat at, anything to get excited about when it comes to football. And football is the number one thing. Now, the basketball success is exciting but it's not as exciting as something that you would see with Kansas because Kansas has that just that absolute monster of a revenue and value in their basketball program. Virginia has the similar success as of late, but they don't have that same value as a Kansas. So this isn't as sexy of a name to add to your conference, especially with the moderate success in the football. And then with Kansas, we saw – a head coach that maybe, just maybe, could bring some shine and bring some gloss to the future. Virginia also hired a new head coach who was previously Clemson's offensive coordinator. But the only season he was a full and solo offensive coordinator was this past season with Clemson, which was also their highest struggling offense in years. So, I mean, it isn't a lock or it isn't a lock that the success will trend for Virginia. Not only that, but it's his first head coaching gig. He's been position coaches, he's been co-offensive coordinator, and then one year to offensive coordinator, his first head coaching gig. So in my opinion, it's really a crapshoot on what he brings to the table and what Virginia football could be. If I had to make a bet, I would say it was more likely going to be a middling team. As he continues to be the coach there. Until we see definitive proof, that's where I'm at. So that kind of wraps it up. Again, if I reordered it, just going with my gut right now, Notre Dame is still number one. I just, I wanna put OK State. I wanna put Oklahoma State at two, but I can't do it. I'm putting Kansas at two, Oklahoma State at three. Iowa State at four, and we're wrapping it up with Virginia at five. That's going to do it for our expansion talks, our expansion list. But we got one more topic today, and I am going to go over the over and under win totals for Minnesota and why it's a smash. For my opinion, it's a smash on the over. So let's talk about it, folks. It's a smash, in my opinion. The win total line is 7.5. That means if we win eight games and you hit over, you win. If you hit under and they get seven or less, then you win. I am saying I would take the over. Now, don't blame me if you take it and they get it. you get it wrong, but I think it is a safe bet. I dove into all of their schedule, and honestly, they have five locks for a win, I believe, and seven if you don't buy the annual hype of Northwestern and Nebraska that we see every year. So let's talk about those locks quick. New Mexico State, they kick off the season. Last three full seasons, they've had two wins, two wins, and three wins. None against Power 5 schools. The Coach Kill Revenge game is a fun narrative to have, but not one that I'm even slightly worried about, and I think we come out with a dub easy. Next game, Western Illinois. Lock it in for another dub. They haven't beaten a Big Ten team or a Power Five team since they that they've played since 2010. And in fact, it's probably much longer. And before that, I just got sick of looking after 2010 because they weren't even close. So lock that in as a dub. Colorado, lock it in. Dub. Last year, we beat them 30-0. to zero. And I'm not saying that it's going to be that easy and it's going to be that same exact type of win but it wasn't particularly competitive. And at the same time, we have about 80% of our offensive production coming back. They're going to be in for a handful. I don't think they're ready for it. That's a win. Three wins already. Then you got a lock for a win at Illinois in a couple weeks after that. I think it's a revenge game. We lost to them last year and absolutely should not have. It's, It's still Illinois. A broken clock is right two times a day. They got their two, ta- their two times last season. We're coming back. We're getting a dub. It's Illinois. Mark it up. Rutgers, mark it as a dub. They don't have the talent to keep up with most teams in the Big Ten. Would absolutely be shocked if we lost a game to them. The conference wins in the last five years are two, three, zero, zero, and 3. Those wins came from mainly Illinois, Maryland, and Purdue. Two of the three not really having any success and catching Purdue on some bad years. Not exactly top-tier teams, so mark it as a dub. Nebraska, I'm saying it's a dub. They have beat us once in PJ's tenure. And I don't believe, I don't believe in the team. I don't believe in Nebraska. Until they put something out there, I'm not buying the hype until they prove it. So dub. Northwestern, I think it's a win. Competitiveness depends on which Northwestern team shows up. They've won three games twice now The o- in the past three seasons. The only successful season they had was the COVID year where everybody and their mom was hurt. Everybody and their mom had COVID. So how much success is that? How much is that real? I don't think so. So You know what? They're a similar vein as Nebraska. Like I said, until they can change the narrative and prove it, I'm not in on it. So right there, right there that I listed off, that's seven, right there. If you don't buy the hype on those two teams, that's seven, but the other five are safe locks for me. So that means if you you feel confident about those games, you need one more win from the Gophers to win the bet. One more win. You need one win between Michigan State, Purdue, Penn State, Iowa, and Wisconsin. Those five games, you need one win. And I think it's more than possible. I, If I had to predict right now, just calling it off the cuff, going with my gut, I'd say we lose to Michigan State. It's the first Big Ten game. It's on the road. It's a tough environment. We're coming off of playing teams that likely won't even put up a challenge to us. We might be feeling ourselves a little bit. And it's more of a toss-up. So I think it would take everything with of the for the Gophers to walk out with a W in that game. I think it's very possible. I think it can happen. But if I had to go with my gut on the call right now, I would say that's a loss. But then going into Purdue, I think that's a dub. Our recent history with Purdue, it's been competitive, but we usually find a way to come out with the win. Now, on top of that, after dropping last year's homecoming game to Bowling Green, and possibly coming off of a loss to Michigan State the game before, or hopefully a monumentous victory, a momentous victory. But regardless, you come off a loss or a momentous momentous victory, I think you respond either way. You're either riding high from beating Michigan State, and you're like, we can't be touched, and you absolutely run through them at home. Or you're coming off a loss, and you need to just beat down Get your success, get your confidence back up in front of that home crowd where everyone's going crazy because it's homecoming. Knowing you dropped homecoming the year before, and you're going to go crazy and you're going to get a win. I think Purdue is a win. the The environment is just too it's too much to drop coming off of a homecoming loss last year and potentially coming off of either a loss or a major game in Michigan State. So there's your eight if you're asking me right there. But then I'm even going to go down to the final three games. Now, if I said gut call with Penn State, I put them as a loss right now. I put that it's a mid-season hump game. I could see us getting too relaxed, possibly, especially if we win Michigan State, win Purdue, win Illinois. I could see us getting lackadaisic. I could see us making stupid mistakes and dropping one in Penn State. Now, say we lose to Michigan State, beat Purdue, beat Illinois. I could see us having our heads about our shoulders because we already have a loss on our record with Michigan State, and we play them for real. But I could see that as a possible loss game, so I have them as a loss marked with the gut feeling. Now, regardless of any of that, if if it goes that way, you're already winning the bet. But say you drop Purdue, say you drop Michigan State, and say you drop Penn State, but you won all the others, you're at seven. All you have to do is split between Iowa and Wisconsin. Just win one, and you already won the bet. There's too many opportunities. This team is too good, and I think this bet is a smash. So if we reach this point in the season with two losses or fewer, I don't think we're losing another game to either Iowa or Wisconsin because we know that beating those two last two games is basically punching your ticket to Indy. This team is going to be above seven wins. We're going to have eight wins or more. I am fully confident in that. In fact, I believe we'll have 10 wins or more, and I don't feel gross saying that. I would be willing to throw money down on that. So that's where I'm at. That's where I'm at with the lines. And if you have the confidence, feel free to go get some money on it. Feel free to go get your winnings, and we'll celebrate at the end of the season. But that's going to do it for us today at the Locked On Golden Gophers podcast. I had a great time talking with you all. Tomorrow, we're going to wrap up the week with our Friday show. And then remember, no show on Monday. I'm coming off a wedding. I'm going to be making sure everything is all set for us after that. I appreciate all the sentiments that people have been sending my way. And we're going to get it going again strong at the beginning of June. We're going to hit the ground running. Have a good time. Can't wait. This is Kane Robb signing off. Have a good one. See ya tomorrow.